you know, in life, there's uh, times you start a new friendship. And, you know, starting a new friendship is exciting. There's a lot to learn about another person. But today, what we're talking about, because this is relationships by the book, is the whole importance of resilience when it comes to relationships. Staying at it. Hi, this is Eric Hurd, and my podcast is called Relationships by the Book. So why that title? Well, I lived 18 years of my life apart from God, apart from His Word, and my family was one of the most dysfunctional families to grow up in, and we didn't understand relationships. And when I came to know Christ, it absolutely transformed me from the inside out. And I began to understand God's wisdom because I dug into His Word and I saw how much He had to say about relationships. I've been a pastor now for over 45 years, and so this podcast is really an accumulation of the wisdom God's given me in relationships that I want to share with you. All right. Welcome back to the podcast, Eric Hurd and Michael Sachs here. Uh, We've been a little inconsistent, but we are here. Because we're resilient, Michael. Yes, we are. We don't give up. And, you know, some time can pass, but we just jump right back in. And that's it. It's, it's, it's as if there was no gap. So it is August. It's late summer. How have you been? How's your summer been going? What's going on? Man, it's, it's been an incredibly restful summer. I don't always say that. I just haven't had as many emergencies, has, haven't had as many um, difficulties. Uh, it's been very smooth, and the family's doing really well. That always makes it enjoyable. And gotten away a little bit. You know, went to Lake Mead for water ski trip. Do you remember that? I remember. Oh, yeah. Then we went up to Santa Barbara. Come on. Yeah. And then it's been the beach and the bikes and all of that. So it's been a great summer, and things at church have been Oh, stellar. Yeah, what's going on at Mariners? Man, I'll tell you, everywhere you look, um, our, our senior pastor, Eric Geiger, um, he, he, I love when he says, you know, what he's uh, experiencing at Mariners is unprecedented because he, he probably has a better pulse of churches around America than I ever would. And, but he said, this is really uncanny. This is just not how churches always go. We had 18% growth last year alone. We're just seeing a vibrancy, a passion. We're seeing discipleship and evangelism like we've never seen. And it's so, you know, you, you, you sow and, and, and you water, but it's God that brings the growth. So for me to be at Mariners, I'm just thrilled. I mean, I've worked at two great churches, Evangelical Free Church of Fullerton and now Mariners. And it's been 50 years. And I just sit back and go, why am I so blessed? Yeah, so that's so cool. Because when you think about why does a church grow, it's because people are growing in their faith and it's contagious, right? Isn't that mm. what it is? Come on. And, and you know, just like you just teed up our topic. Okay. Because here's the thing is sowing and watering and plowing and all of that is all the hard work to get to what? The crops, the fruit, the harvest. And what's true in a church or an organization or business is no less true in relationships. Mm, Okay, well, let's get into it. What are we talking about here? We're talking about resilience. Yeah, because as I did in my intro, you know, it's, you know, all of us can start things. You know, the people I respect, and I've got a lot of incredible friends, as I've said time and time again, I'm the wealthiest man in the world because I have these long-standing relationships of guys that I count on, guys that if I called at two in the morning, they would answer the phone if, if, if it was ringing. Why? Because they love me. 
and I love them. I would mm-hmm. answer the phone for them. And so not only are they there, I have some short-term friendships, but most of my really true friends are long-term. Mm-hmm. And I know what it takes to have long-term friendships. And so anybody that I'm around and I'll go, hey, how long have you been with so-and-so? Ah, 28 years. What do I know about them? It's like a long marriage. They have been through the good. They've been through the bad, and they've been through the ugly. Mm-hmm. You can't be in human relationship and not have conflict and difficulty and testing. <laughs> yep, absolutely. I was at a baby shower with kind of a mixed group of friends. Can you can you say that with confidence? A baby, a baby sh- shower. It was a cool baby shower. It okay. was like a it was like a <laughs> Taco Tuesday themed. Baby shower with tacos. Oh, so there was food. It was fun, and it was a, a evening, not your typical baby shower. Um, and there was a mixed group of friends, and I have this friend that I've had since I was like six years old, and his mom was with him at mm. the baby shower because she knows the couple, and 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 a new friend. Yeah. And this new friend James, he's like, I'm like, hey, this is my buddy Brian. We've been buddies since kindergarten, and he's like, gosh, Mikey, you you have more buddies from childhood than anyone i've ever met and uh i i look over and my buddy's mom is looking me right in the eyes and she's waiting to see how i respond to that and i said well yeah it's a pretty forgiving group ah good which which again is what we're talking about yeah she lit up she's like good response mikey she's like that's the only way this works so i mean i figured that would play into this oh it does and you know when you think about a basic definition of resilience you know just in a simple dictionary it's the capacity to withstand or to recover quickly from difficulties it's toughness and see what you just said just the fact of hey we're pretty forgiving bunch well, if you've been in a marriage, if you've been in a close friendship, you know, we're wonderfully flawed human beings. And so we're going to offend each other. And now, a lot of the times, it's not intentional, unless you're a sociopath. <laughs> but, but honestly, it's not intentional. And, and true friendship, you know, is when you can look at your brother in the eye. You know, because Michael, if, if I've ever offended you, I would immediately go, oh my gosh. And I would confess it. Mm-hmm. So in James, there's this great verse uh, in James 5 that says, confess your sins to one another, pray for one another, so you might be healed. There is a healing that comes when I'm willing to acknowledge and embrace my own brokenness or the fact that I may not have treated somebody somebody well or I, I wasn't as generous as I could have or I let them down. But see, a lot of friendships break up because the person's not willing to own their stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and so to have resilience in friendship, there's a, a lot of keys to that, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are. Yeah. So what are some of those keys? Well, I was hoping you would ask because we don't <laughs> we don't pre-record this. This is spontaneous. So I'm, I'm going, I hope you ask me oh, that. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, so, you know, we got into one, which is, is the whole area of confession is that we're, we're broken, flawed people in any relationship you want to own when you're broken. You know, a, a, a second trait that I think it takes in any friendship or any relationship that goes long is humility. And you think about the rippling effect when humility is at the forefront of your life. First of all, you're able to confess your sin. Secondly, you'll solicit, will you forgive me? I don't want to do that again. A third thing is off of the confession and, 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 and then receiving forgiveness, it's 
I'm not going to do that again, so I'm going to change my behavior. I'm going to watch my attitude. I'm not going to say that anymore. And, and so there's a changed life. And so this is where, like in, in Proverbs, it says iron sharpens iron. So in a, in a, in a deeply biblical relationship, there is a, there's a, a, uh, a tension with it where we sharpen each other. We're willing to uh, confront if we need to. We're willing to tell the truth. Like in Ephesians 4, 25, it says, Lay aside falsehood, speak truth, each one of you with his neighbor. So as Christians, more than anything, we want to be authentic, but we want to be truthful. Mm -hmm. You know that one of the great qualities of my wife, and you've been around uh, your mother-in-law, my wife, uh, for years, is she is a truth teller. Mm -hmm. You may not agree with her. You may have different values or different convictions, but my goodness, you're going to know what she thinks. Mm -hmm. And you know what? That's what I love about her. It's not easy sometimes, but I've been with her 43 years now. Well, actually, 45. We've been married 43. And uh, and she is a truth teller. She has humility because not only is she willing to speak the truth and risk the relationship, but when she's wrong, she'll tell me. Mm. Now, you know that if she says she's wrong, I get out my iPhone and I record it. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, I hope you don't hear this. Uh, but <laughs> no. <laughs> well, you, you kind of got that from her because you know one of her lines is, can I get that in writing? Yes. <laughs> And you're like, okay, I'm going to save this. It's recorded. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are always building a case. That's it. So so getting back to those keys to you know a, a resilient long-term friendship, it really is the, the willingness to, to uh, embrace your brokenness and, and proclaim it. It's the humility it takes to say, I need your forgiveness because I don't want anything between you and me. Mm -hmm. Thirdly, it's the changed life is that I'm not going to go on in that conduct. If I have offended you because I teased you about something that you're sensitive about, I will stop. And so change behavior. And, and, and again, humility, when it leads in relationship, there's a comfortability you feel with the person, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Because yeah, when you can trust someone, you, kinda, you can let your guard down. Yeah. Right now, there's another thing because I, I think you know you look at your long-term friendships, and I don't want you to name anybody. But what are some of the you know because you know we were talking about in a resilient relationship, you go through the good, the bad, and the ugly. I can think back to some friendships, some relationships where there was testing in the in the friendship. A person did something, and it really tested: were we going to stay at it, or was I going to get so offended I walked away? Mm-hmm. So can you remember anything that somebody did uh, in general that, that kind of tested the relationship? Yeah, I can think of someone that did something to me, and I can think of something I did to somebody else. Ah, well, why don't you share both? <laughs> well, Without, uh, of course, we know you, but... <laughs> I had a business with a buddy. We were doing photographs for real estate agents, mm. and... Um, we had built a pretty solid business. We had even hired a couple of photographers underneath us. And um, it got to the point where things were going pretty well. But uh, my partner had another job as well outside of our business, and I didn't. So it was hard to keep things, you know, so to speak, fair. Yeah. Um, and he really was the innovator and leader in our business. So... In some ways, he brought a tremendous value without putting in as much time as I did, which was, in, in, long story short, it's just hard to measure fairness, right? Yes. And in a business, you you do try to measure and make things fair when it comes to pay and 
and things like that. So anyways, uh, we had decided um, to go separate ways and do other businesses. We weren't going to do this business anymore. Well, I I chose to do the same concept, but myself without him. And I actually started to build a business before we had closed ours. Uh, and it turned out it really offended him. Yeah. And when I did it, I didn't really think about his opinion of it or sure. his emotions or anything. And I'm so glad because he said, hey, we need to sit down and talk. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I thought long and hard about this. And at first, I was furious. He goes, you're going to go do the same business without me that we built together and da, da, da. And then he goes, yeah, I realized I know you well enough that you never did it to hurt me. And he forgave mm-hmm. me without me ever asking. But we're still buddies today. And yeah. it really, you know, when you own a business with a buddy, it can so quickly lead to a falling out. Oh, sure. So I'm, I will always be grateful for that experience and that mm-hmm. friendship and that lesson. And um, so that was a really, that helped me so many times since then because because he came to you he didn't go to somebody because slander is when you're so upset at your friend and you go to another friend or another person and you i can't believe mikey did this yeah but he came right to you yeah Mm. and he's like after giving it some thought i realized you probably wouldn't just try to offend me that's right i'm like yeah i didn't even think about it i you know i was just clueless which a lot of times i am (laughs) don't ever no you're not uh but yeah, that was. That what is, was what really has somebody cool. done to you, just in general? Well, I had a roommate, a buddy that I had move in with me that ended up being an awful roommate, mm. and um, I had to ask him to move out. Yeah, and uh, it was really hard to ask him to move out, mm. and he was going through some stuff in his life that really led to him being an awful roommate. I don't think he would be an awful roommate today, but in that season, it didn't go well. Yeah, and. When someone compromises your living situation, mm-hmm. it's it can be hurtful. It can it it was created a lot of emotions. So I'd ask him to move out. I've since had to forgive him for that time and those offenses that he made towards me and problems that we had to deal with. And uh, we're still friends today. We're great friends. Mm. See, and those are wonderful examples of of their concept of resilience. It's working through the difficulties. It's it's, it's a tenacity of toughness, and and that's what it takes to have a long term friendship. And you know, like you, I I have both offended people, and I have been offended. And I I think um, I remember uh, another pastor who I was very close to, and um, he slandered me, and I. F- I found out because I couldn't figure out why these people were saying things that weren't true about me at, mm. in our church. And it's not Mariners, but in my last church. And finally, I go, How, why do you believe this? It's a complete lie. They go, well, da-da-da. And they named who told them. And it was my friend. Mm. And, you know, I went right to him and I, I go, are you saying this? And he admitted he did. And I said, Why? And he goes, well, I, I, I've always been jealous of you. I went, whoa. Now, what's so cool is because we had a tough conversation and, and there, was, there was confession and forgiveness. I, I love that man to this day. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, but it was tough to have a friend slander me. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've had um, you know, situations where um, opportunities uh, didn't come my way because of somebody... Um, I, I know like for me in, in being in ministry, a lot of my friends are, are pastors. And uh, I had a pastor bald face lie to me for six months 
he was having an affair. And I was in accountability with him. And he never told me. Mm-hmm. And I kept asking. I said, there's all these people saying this, that you're with this gal. And he goes, no, 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 no. For six months denied it. And then he got caught. Mm-hmm. And that, that was hard. Because how do you then trust that person? Yeah. And, uh, and uh, the guy goes, I hope you can forgive me. I said, it's not about me forgiving you. I said, it's, this is a huge thing before you and Jesus. And uh, of course I can forgive him. And, uh, but, you know, now that was a friendship that didn't last because when there's such a deep violation, sometimes, and this is why I like Romans 12, 18, if at all possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. I could never be at peace because I would always be wondering, what is he not telling me now? That friendship, I just couldn't find repair. Mm-hmm. And, and somebody might say to me, you know, oh, gosh, you're being so judgmental, or haven't you done something like that? Well, no, I haven't. I mean, it's one thing to lust about a woman. It's a whole other thing to have an affair. And then with your accountability partner, and you're, you're espousing you're a spiritual person, and you're having an affair, and then you deny every time I ask. Mm-hmm. So sometimes friendships don't, um, you know, it's not about resilience, it's about wisdom. And that's a tough decision. I think I made the right one. But, uh, but there are many more relationships where either I've offended somebody and, oh, gosh, sometimes my sarcasm. <laughs> and I had to, there was a guy I felt like I, I really uh, did offend. He didn't say anything. And I went back at him the next day. I said, hey, I, when we were in that, that party and stuff, I said this. And I said, I'm guessing you didn't take that. Well, he goes, no, I, I really didn't. I think it was inappropriate. I go, Yep. And I'm going to own it, and it will not happen again. <laughs> and you confront me if I do. Don't don't go home. Don't leave me. You confront me because I would never willingly offend you. Mm-hmm. I got a question about that. Yeah. So sometimes we make offenses, and we don't really catch on that it hurts mm. someone, and it, it can fester or whatever. It can really shape the, someone else's opinion of us. And um, there's an importance, I think, to paying attention to others and reading people and taking note of how their, even just their facial expressions or verbal responses to things we do and say. Right. So um, I don't know. How does that play into all this, our our observance of others? Okay. So (laughs) if we know that relationships can get tested, you know, uh, there is like, say with your, your, your dental work, I know you, you floss, you, you know, you clean your teeth. You do a lot of preventative work so you don't get cavities, so you don't have to have root canals. Okay. In relationship, what are the preventative things that we can do so that if I ever offended, that it could be taken care of? And so, you know, you know, I do this with people and I'll go, hey, uh, I want you to know I am not beyond confrontation. I know that there will be times I'll be inappropriate, I'll be harsh, I'll, whatever it may be. I would never intentionally hurt you. Please, if I do, let me know. Mm-hmm. Or you can even ask a friend, hey, have I, have I frustrated you all or been disappointing and you didn't tell me? Yeah, I like that. That's a tool you've helped me to catch on is just regularly, proactively asking the people that we have relationships with, 
hey, is every are we good? Are, you know, yeah. And maybe sometimes I'm prompted to, to ask the question because I'll notice a tone or <laughs> a distance. And I'll, hey, is there anything I've done? And that is such a powerful tool. Oh, absolutely. And what does it say to the other person? Remember, we talked about humility. I am not so powerful and big and, you know, of course I'm not, but, but that, that I can't be confronted. Right. And it's the willingness to go, I'm a broken person just like anybody else. I'm not going to see everything. I'm going to be blind to certain things that maybe it didn't seem offensive to me, but might be offensive to you. Mm-hmm. So when you look at these long-term friendships, resilience. Now, one thing we haven't talked about is the benefit of resilience in relationships. All right. So, so Michael, I, I went to the bank this morning on the way here. And, uh, and the, uh, the teller looked at my, my Wells Fargo card and said, I want to just thank you for staying with Wells Fargo for over 40 years. And I go, well, thank you. She goes, she goes I hope that we've been a good bank for you. I go, yes, you have. And... Uh, and I said, you know, the same thing with the bank is the same thing with my marriage. I said, I like to stick with things. There's a huge benefit to sticking with things. And she goes, well, what's the benefit? I said, there's there's a joy. There's, you know, there's like there's Wells Fargo's where I know the tellers. I know the, the bank manager. And I said, in, in marriage or friendship, it's no different. I find joy in long-term relationships. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of reward with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so do you want to know those rewards, Michael? I do. I've got a, t- a little touch on that. Because yeah. one thing that I value so much are these things. In fact, that... I'm going to turn the corner. Okay. Or turn the table. And uh, and that is, you know, uh, you're using the universe. I'm going to interview you because you have a lot of long-term friendships. What's been the benefit? Well, I was just going to say I love a good inside joke. You know when you're in a group of people and you just make connection with an old friend and you, you're both laughing and everyone around you is like, what's funny? It's because you've been in this whatever before and you can make a comment or just whatever and it it just takes you back to that moment from years ago or whatever (laughs) those are priceless little moments of humor i love it like you and i have so many (laughs) so many especially around our family as a whole gosh yes yeah some people say our family's whacked yeah but it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun yeah 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 so it's the inside stuff that uh yeah the laughter that comes out of a long-term friendship because there's so many memories hey remember when can you believe like like you know we've gone to lake mead almost every year and i will never forget the trip when we ended up breaking down in baker baker i can't drive through baker without no. thinking about you debbie and the whole we thing. were at the radiator shop for what half a day oh gosh 110 or, degrees and just awful that thermometer had gone all the way to the top (laughs) but i'll never forget where we thought we had fixed the radiator and we thought okay look we're we're ready to go and so we head up that hill outside of baker and all of a sudden (laughs) at the top it it goes out again but the best thing about that is we're leaving the house you brought it should we bring some tools yeah (laughs) now we're good no no we're (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but see, yeah, so the inside information, the memories that you build, you know, there, there's a sense of protection. Because, you know what, I don't know what I'm going to face tomorrow. And, you know, like there's, a, there's a, a passage in Ecclesiastes that oftentimes is used for marriage, but it doesn't have to be marriage. Solomon uh, said this, he said, two are better than one because they have a better return for their labor. If one falls down, the other is there to help them up. So in a, in a long-term friendship, 
there is a sense of security. There's, there's a sense of strength. There's a sense of support that you don't get. Like if I had a short-term friendship, you know, and I was going through a difficulty, I, I don't know that I'd call that person because right. they have no history. They don't, they wouldn't know that person, you know, and, and like one of the hardest things that um, Deb and I went through was, was the loss of her dad. Mm. And we're now, there's an impending, you know, uh, death that will happen with her mom and i mean she's lived a lot longer than anybody thought but that day is going to come for all of us and it will come for her and but we'll go through it together and we'll go through it as a as a family because we love judy Mm -hmm. and so to have that strength of relationship that support man the people that i feel sadness for and so oftentimes I find them, even in the church, are people that are disconnected from family or friends. Mm-hmm. Like I'll oftentimes ask somebody, who's walking this with you? And, and they'll start weeping going, no one. Mm-hmm. So there's a huge benefit to resilience and relationship because you have the support, the strength, and, 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 and the help mm-hmm. in times of need. Mm-hmm. What's maybe another reward that you can think of in your long-term relationships? Yeah, that's there's so many. Mm-hmm. There's so many. I mean, I love that I can, um, depending on what I'm doing, because and I get involved in a variety of things, whether it's yeah. for fun or work or family or what. There's, you know, the more you spend time with people, the more you know their strengths, mm. right? Your uh, your boat went underwater la- a couple of years ago. You know, did you have to remind me? And uh, that was Christmas Day, by the way. I'm driving from this house down to Balboa Island. And I knew that my buddy Brian Tanzer would have this thing called a come-along. Yeah. And he, I call him up and I go, hey, do you, I need to borrow a come-along. You guys have one? He goes, I don't think so. And I go, I bet you do. And he, he's like, well, my dad has a lot of odd things. I'm like, he has one. I'm sure of it. It's got to be in your garage. And he's like, what is it? And I explain to him what this thing, a come-along is. He calls me back five minutes later. Yeah, I have one. You can come by and grab it. And I go, I need you to drive it to Balboa Island and meet me there. And he did. He did. Because... I've known him all these years. I knew, <laughs> I know his garage almost as well as he does. And he, he got up out of bed, brought the come along down, and we salvaged the boat. Yes, we did. And <laughs> we got rid of it, which was good. So they, we were in a pinch, and yeah. a friend showed up. Yep. You showed up for me. Tanzer <laughs> showed up for you and me. And we got that boat up. That's but, right. Oh, never forget that Christmas Day. Yeah. You know, I was thinking, too, uh, one of the huge rewards of, of, long-term resilient friendship is wisdom because people that I would want to speak into my life are people that know me. Mm, yep. And you know, uh, and this is not a high bar to reach. Uh, I love to hang around people that are smarter than me. <laughs> Most of my friends are smarter than me. <laughs> and uh, like in Proverbs, it says, you know, that there is, there is wisdom in the plurality of counselors. Well, once again, I am blessed to have, unbelievable men around me that at any time I could call and say, hey, what would you do? Mm-hmm. How would you, like, just a second ago, I, I we were talking about something, and I, I go, hey, I want to share with you this this situation. And, uh, and you said something, and it just popped into me. I go, oh, my gosh, that makes that that situation so much easier. Oh, yeah. So I'll walk out of here. Not only will we finish the podcast, but I'm going to walk out of here, Jack, because I would be thinking about this thing all day, but you in, in just one sentence, I go, that's it. 
And so there's wisdom that comes with resilience because people know you and and you can choose friends that are wise. Because yeah, I'm not going to choose a friend that's foolish mm-hmm. or has no no nothing to give. We, we choose friends because it's reciprocal. Mm-hmm. You know, and because one of the hardest friendships is the is the is the vampire friendship where the person is always needy and just sucks the blood right out of you okay that's an interesting before we wrap this up yeah there are relationships that we find ourselves in that aren't reciprocal Mm -hmm. right but we're christians and we love our neighbor and sometimes that it can be a really conflicting moment when you realize this relationship is drawing from me and i'm exhausted by it but I care about this person. I right. want them to have good friends. Yeah. I want their spiritual life to grow and be healthy. How do you choose how to navigate that? Well, and, and, and you said something because one of the things that God gave us is human freedom, will. Hmm. And sometimes we get trapped because we're too nice. We're not being wise. We're being too nice. See, it's interesting. The older I've gotten... One of my most valuable commodities is time. And, and uh, Eric Geiger, who preached last weekend, did masterful on this whole area of time. And he, and he said, there's a lot of things you can get back. You lose money, you can make more money. You know, you lose a friend, you can get more friends. But one thing you can't get back is time. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to give my time at this season of my life with somebody who's a fool or, or is a taker. And, 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 and again, it's not godly or loving to let people live with entitlement or, or you know, suck you dry. I call them, you know, they'll suck the wind out of your sails. So with a person like that, I, going back to Ephesians 4.25, lay aside falsehood, speak truth. Like there was a guy I used to spend a good amount of time with at church. And I, I went to him one day and I said, hey, I've been thinking about our relationship. And I got to tell you, I, I am overwhelmed with all my other relationships, and I'm not going to be able to spend the amount of time that we have spent. But I'll catch you at church, and I said, you can call me at the office, but I'm not going to be as available to you. And, you know, surprisingly, he goes, hey, thanks for letting me know. And I felt better because I walked away going, he's not going to always want to, hey, can we have lunch? Can we? Because when I would get together, it was just, it wasn't mutually beneficial. Mm-hmm. It's not because I'm better than him. It's just the relationship wasn't reciprocal. And you set an expectation that helped him. Yes. And maybe he'll think about his relationships. So resilience in, in friendship, the reward, you know, you do the ROI on it. There's always risk in friendship or relationship. It's like marriage, friend, you know, whatever. But there is the, the reward is why you fight for the relationships. But you realize there will be relationships that not only won't last, but shouldn't last. Mm. And with that, Michael, we are done for this podcast. Well, I'm so glad we did this. Uh, Obviously, we want to do as many of these as we can. Yes. So we'll try to get another topic in the books here as soon as we can. And uh, otherwise, thanks for listening. Oh, I've got topics, dude. Uh, Well, it's not you. It's me. See, I'm the production manager here with the the recording equipment controller. Um, so I just, anyone who's listening, Eric makes him readily available and he depends on my availability. So I apologize if you miss us. We look forward to coming back again soon. Oh, thank you, Michael. All right.